0: Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for joining our broadcast, and all of you in the audience. Uh, thank you for being here. You uh, are such a blessing to us, and we appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives to be in the studio to help pull this out of me. Praise God, and I trust you're benefiting from it as well. Yeah. And the great thing is, it's free. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It didn't cost you a dime. Yeah. Amen. Uh, before we get into our lesson today, we're continuing on the theme. God's promise to prosper you, but before we begin our lesson today, I want to share a couple of more testimonies with you because these really bless me. Uh, here's one from Ohio. I have your book, The Prayer Petition, and I have also been watching your series on the Prayer Petition on television. Had a very serious emergency surgery that left me in the hospital for four months. After sowing seed into your ministry and petitioning God with my request with what was originally considered a health issue I was not supposed to recover from, I came out with a clean bill of health. Praise God. And we also petitioned God for an amount of money that would cover my medical expenses expenses, along with a much needed car repair. And God came through not only by meeting my need, but over and above. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank God He's our source, and the same God who fulfilled our prayer petitions, I know will faithfully fulfill all my petitions. Thank you for all you do in teaching us the uncompromising Word of God. Isn't that great? Praise God. Amen. God is good. God is the author of good things. God wants you to live a good life. God wants you blessed. God wants you happy. God wants you highly favored. It all belongs to you. Folks, it's in the book. All you got to do is read it, dare believe it, stand on it, refuse to let anybody take you from it or take it from you rather, and God will make it happen in your life. Praise God. Watch this special announcement? And I'll be back in just a few moments. And we're going to begin our next lesson on God's promise to prosper you.
1: God has promised to prosper you. Biblical prosperity is God's intended lifestyle for believers. In the book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Jerry Savelle establishes a biblical foundation for understanding the principles of divine prosperity and provides a step-by-step explanation of what it takes to walk out of financial bondage. Learn how to enjoy the peace and confidence that come from obeying God and applying his principles to your life. Also included in today's package is the three CD series, Favorable Opportunities for Prosperity. In this encouraging and insightful teaching, you will discover how the blessing of God and the favor of God work together to empower you and produce opportunities for prosperity. Request the God's Promise to Prosper You Combo, including why God wants you to prosper and favorable opportunities for prosperity. Just call or visit jerrysavelle.org. Don't wait. Learn to step out of financial bondage into God's promised prosperity
0: today. On last week's broadcast, when we began this new series on God's promise to prosper you, we, we said this, and I want to repeat it because it's so important. Any that you don't understand regarding the will of God. The way that you can gain knowledge of His will is through His Word. His Word is His will. If you don't know what the will of God is for your health, go to the Bible. If you don't know what the will of God is for your financial well-being, go to the Bible. And then once you see what God's Word says, then determine right then that that is final authority. Don't let some denomination... Don't let some doctrine. Don't even let some close friend. And in some cases, don't even let another Christian, what they say, be final authority. Let the Bible be final authority. I found out when I first began this walk 46 years ago that there were a lot of Christians who simply didn't know the Word. They loved the Lord. I, was, I had no question about their love for God. They loved the Lord, but they just didn't know the Word. And so if they came and said to me, you know, it must have been God's will for this tragedy to happen in your life. Well, if I didn't know what the Word said, I could have easily, you know, agreed with them and believed that and been robbed uh, of a victory in my life. But I decided to let the Word of God be final authority. Now, in some cases, it cost me some friendships. <laughs> in some cases, it cost me some relationships with other Christians because eventually they found out that I'm not going to compromise. You know, we had a few times when, you know, maybe we were dealing with sickness and disease, trying to attack one of the members of our family, and some other Christian come over and tell us, well, we don't know why God did this, or maybe we were being challenged financially, and, you know, the the Lord did this to teach you something. You know, God wrecked your car because He loves you, and I'd say, you know, if you're going to stay in my house, you're either going to talk the Word or you're going to get out. And I realized I was a little blunt, but you know I was protecting my faith. I was protecting, you know, uh, the word. The Bible says, "Guard your heart." I was protecting my my heart. I, I can't afford to let their unbelief get in my heart because the Bible says, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." If you let their unbelief get in your heart, eventually you'll begin to talk it. And Jesus said, uh, "You know, you can have what you say." I didn't want what they were saying. I wanted what the Bible was saying. So it's important uh, in any issue of life, any matter in life, go to the Word of God and find out what it says, and then let it be final authority. So we began last week in teaching on God's promise to prosper you from Genesis chapter one, and we found out that it was the will of God for Adam and Eve to live blessed. We found out the word blessed means empowered to prosper. To live happy, uh, to to live prosperous, to, to be highly favored by God. And then we found out that after Adam and Eve blew it by committing high treason against God through their disobedience, God started all over with a man by the name of Noah. And the first thing God did with Noah, Genesis 9 1 says, He blessed him. He pronounced that same blessing, that same empowerment to prosper on Noah that he had pronounced on Adam. And then in Genesis 12, he introduces himself to a man by the name of Abram, later changes his name to Abraham. And the first thing he does for Abram, I will bless thee. I'm going to empower you to prosper. I'm going to make you happy, and I'm going to give you my favor. And you can walk in it all the days of your life. Praise God. Amen. So we're letting the Word of God... Answer the question Is it God's will for us to prosper? Don't ask such and such denomination because they may not come up with the same answer that the Word of God has. In fact, many of them won't. Trust me. (laughs) And so we're letting the Word of God settle it. Answer the question Is it God's will for us to prosper? Was it God's will in the beginning with Adam? Was it God's will for Noah? Was it God's will for Abraham? It didn't stop with Abraham because God promised that this was true for not only Abraham, but his seed and after him. So we find that it's true for Isaac. It's true for Jacob. It was true for Joseph. And then it also says that it doesn't end there, but their seed, Abraham's seed in their generation. And the Bible says we're the seed of Abraham. So it's the will of God for Jerry Sevel and whatever your name is, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you're the seed of Abraham and it's his will for you to prosper just as much as it was his will for your Father Abraham to prosper. Give the Lord a shout over there. Amen. Now, once again, we we ended the broadcast last week talking about how that immediately after God pronounced his blessing on Abraham, the next thing God started doing was giving him good things. Genesis chapter uh, 12 and verse 7, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, "Unto thy seed will I give this land. You know, I've stood on that verse for land myself. You're the seed of Abraham. If you're believing for a house, you're believing for land. There's your verse right there. Under thy seed, I will give this land. God gives land to the seed of Abraham. Years ago, in 1981 to be exact, Philadelphia, I was preaching with Kenneth Copeland. And after I got through preaching, I started to walk off the platform. Brother Copeland came back. To the, to the podium. He said, Wait a minute, Jerry, the word of the Lord's come to me. I stopped and he prophesied over me some powerful things. And one of the last things he said in that prophecy is, And I'm going to make you a modern day New Testament Abraham. Amen. Wow. So I went and studied Abraham's life again. I'm going to be like Abraham. I need to know what Abraham lived like, what his life was like. I found out the boy had some land. Wow. Amen. <laughs> The boy had some land, hallelujah. And I found out that's one of the major characteristics of the blessing of God being on your life. It brings land into your life. I started out here with this property with five acres. Five acres in 1981. And it has grown to almost 200 acres. Amen. And put in my hands supernaturally. Amen. Why? Because land and the seed of Abraham go together. Hallelujah. So there's your verse right there. If you're believing for land, you're believing for for property, then just walk around saying, I'm the seed of Abraham and God gives land to the seed of Abraham. Can you say amen? So notice how immediately God began to give good things to Abraham just like he had done for Adam and Eve. That's, That's because it's the nature of God. God is a giver. He can't help himself giving is what God is all about. You all know the verse, John 3:16, for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. God, God can't help himself. He is a giver, not a taker. The blessing that God pronounced on Abraham uh, it was working so well in this man's life that by the time we get to Genesis chapter 13, one chapter later after God pronounced that blessing on him, verse two says, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Look what the blessing did. It empowered him to prosper. Now, if it wasn't God's will for Abraham to prosper, then the first thing God should have thought of, don't ever pronounce my blessing on him. Amen? Because if God ever pronounces his blessing on you, you will prosper. Amen? Why? Because that's the nature of the blessing it's an empowerment to prosper. So if God didn't want Adam to prosper, he should have never pronounced that blessing. If he didn't want Abraham to prosper, then he should have never pronounced the blessing on him. If he didn't want you and me to prosper, then he should have never sent Jesus to the cross to redeem us from the curse and cause the blessing of Abraham to come on us. Amen. But since he did, and since I have that blessing, I believe I'll just go ahead and prosper. Hallelujah. How about you? Amen. So Genesis 13, two, the blessing is working for Abraham and it brings prosperity into his life. And then by the time Abraham is an old man in Genesis chapter 24 and verse one, it says, the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Another translation says in every way, God blessed this man in every way. That sounds like the good life to me. Amen. Amen. So it looks like to me, by the time we get to the end of Abraham's life, even before we get into uh, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, the seed of Abraham, it looks like to me that little by little, God is restoring the kind of life to mankind that He had originally planned for Adam. Yes. Amen. Amen? He's restoring that life, that kind of life that He originally planned for Adam. Notice in his covenant with Abraham, he also promised that it wouldn't end with him, but it was also for his seed after him. Genesis 17, 7. This is a verse you need to keep in front of you all the time because it is is as much about you as it was Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. Genesis 17, 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations underline that phrase, their generations. As long as there is a seed of Abraham in the earth, then this covenant will be extended to him. This blessing will operate on that person's life just like it did Abraham's life. Amen? Now, to get the full impact of this, you need to uh, look at Galatians chapter 3. Let's go there if you will, please. Galatians chapter 3. And it tells us in verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree. That, are or in order that, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. The Gentiles are simply the non-Jews. And it says that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith the promise of the Spirit here is not referring to the promise of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's referring to the promise the Holy Spirit made to Abraham. Amen. Amen. And so he's saying that if you are redeemed from the curse, if you belong to Christ, let me say it this way, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life and you belong to Christ, then you have been redeemed from the curse and the blessing that Abraham operated under Isaac operated under, Jacob and Joseph and right on down the line operated under, then you have the right to operate under that same blessing and expect the same results they experience. Can you say amen? amen. So if the blessing made Abraham rich, why shouldn't it make you rich? Yeah. Amen. Right. Now, once again, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself because this is a whole other study, another lesson we'll get to, but as long as your motives are right as to why you would like to be rich, God has no problem with it. In fact, he's the one who invented it (laughs) right here by pronouncing the blessing. Amen. Now, once again, let's keep our motives pure. Why we would like to be rich. If it's just so you can show off with it, just so you can brag about it, just so you can finally have everything you've lusted after then your motives are not right, and it probably won't last a lifetime. Amen? Amen. But if your motives line up with God's Word, then praise God, it will be an unending cycle in your life. You can prosper all the days of your life. And we'll talk about that in a later lesson. Now, did this blessing work beyond Abraham? Let's look at his son Isaac for a moment. Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. See, if God says it's not only for Abraham but his seed, then, you know, I want to see it working for his seed. So Genesis chapter 26 talks about how that uh, there was a famine in the land. And God told uh, Isaac, rather, don't go to Egypt. You stay right here where I tell you to, to dwell I will be with you. And notice he also said in verse three, and I'll bless you. In other words, I don't want you running from the problem. Don't run from the challenge. I'm bigger than your problem. I'm bigger than the challenge. I'm bigger than the famine. I'm bigger than bad economy. I'm bigger than inflation. I'm bigger than Wall Street crashing. Amen. You just stay where I plant you. I'll be with you and I will empower you to prosper right there. Amen. That's why I've told people all over the world, even in the most remote parts of Africa, this will work for you right here, just like it works for me in Fort Worth, Texas. Why? Because you're the seed of Abraham. And I've watched it over the years, preaching to people who lived in mud huts, had no electricity, no running water, taught them how to walk in their covenant. They own homes today. They own cars today, businesses today, and they're supporting missionaries. Hallelujah. I've watched it happen time and time again. The only people in Africa who told me this wouldn't work, it wasn't Africans, it was American missionaries (laughs) who'd been deceived through religious tradition. Amen, So wherever there is a seed of Abraham, I don't care where you put that seed. if he knows how to walk in his covenant, he will prosper. Amen. He'll rise above it. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? So we find here that God promised that even in a famine, that God would empower Isaac to prosper. And if you keep reading, down in verse thirteen, it says, "And the man waxed great and went forward. And grew until he became very great, for he had possession of flocks, possession of herds, great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Looks like to me the blessing's working. Amen. 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 Right there in a land that's experiencing famine. The Amplified Bible reads this way, and the man became great, and he gained more and more until he became very wealthy and distinguished. He owned flocks and herds and a great supply of servants, and the Philistines envied him. You could certainly tell uh, the blessing of God was on his covenant man. All the Philistines had to do was look at Isaac's crops and then look at their own. (laughs) Amen. Theirs were destroyed by the famine, the drought. Isaac's were flourishing. In fact, the Bible says, Isaac sowed in that land. Even when there was a famine, there was a drought. In the natural, that doesn't make sense. You don't sow your seed in a drought. The seed will burn up. It'll it'll be destroyed. But God told Isaac, I will bless you. I'll empower you to prosper. Just do what I'm telling you. He sowed seed in land where there was a drought. And the Bible says, and he reaped a hundredfold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Look what the blessing will do. Now, if it was the will of God for Isaac to just survive, then he should have never pronounced that blessing on him. Folks, if you can ever get the blessing of God pronounced on you, you got it made. And here's the good news. It's already on you. (laughs) You don't have to get it on you any longer. It is already on you. It came the day you made Jesus the Lord of your life. I think that deserves a lifting of both hands and a shout unto God. Amen? Amen. The blessing is on you right now. And notice, when that blessing is on one of Abraham's seed, it causes them to prosper. Keep reading the book of Genesis, and you find that this was true with Jacob. Isaac's seed, Genesis chapter 30, verse 43, it says, and the man increased exceedingly. The Amplified Bible says he became exceeding rich. Jacob later testified in Genesis chapter 33 and verse 11. I'm reading from the Amplified and listen to what Jacob said. For God has dealt graciously with me and I have everything. I have everything. How did God do this for Jacob? By pronouncing his blessing on him. Who did this for Jacob? God. So wouldn't you agree? It must have been his will. Amen. Amen. It must have been the will of God for Jacob to get to the place in his life where he could testify, I have everything. I don't need a thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this with me. Having everything, Having everything not needing anything, not needing anything is, the will of God is the will of God for the seed of Abraham. And look at somebody and say, and that's me. And that's Amen. That's it's the will of God for you to have everything you need while you're on this planet. Because the blessing of Abraham is on your life. Now I can almost hear some folks thinking, maybe, maybe not here in the studio audience, or it could be, but not likely. You all are believers, praise God. But I can almost hear somebody thinking, you know, they're in their living room, bedroom, wherever they might be watching this broadcast. Now, wait a minute, Brother Jerry. That's what God did for Jacob. How do you know he wants to do that for me? Well. First of all, it's not something I think he wants to do. It's something I know he wants to do. How do I know that? Because I'm going back to the first thing I said on the first broadcast and that was it. Make God's word final authority. So what did we say in that Genesis 17 and verse seven said, let me go back and read it to you. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation. See, this is not only what God wanted to do for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, but we're the seed of Abraham in our generation. And so he wants you and I to be able to say right along with Jacob, I have everything. I don't need a thing because the blessing of the Lord has empowered me to prosper. Now you may not be there yet, but that doesn't mean it's not the will of God. Amen. Amen. I mean, you may be just starting out like I did 46 years ago. When I started reading these things 46 years ago and Jacob said, I don't need anything, I looked around and said, I can't even relate to this guy. I need everything. I need a car. We needed milk and refrigerator. We needed food for our babies. All I had to wear when I, if I wanted to go out and preach, was was uh I, I wore uniforms. I did paint body work. I had uniforms. I didn't buy dress clothes. I didn't work in dress clothes. I worked in uniforms. I went everywhere in uniforms. And a lady bought me a suit at a rummage sale for $15. I had one suit. And one time I was watching television and Al Capone was wearing that suit. <laughs> it was made in the 20s. But she got it for me and I wore that dumb suit, but it was a blessing at the time everywhere I went. Did I need anything? I needed everything. But I found out I had the blessing of God and we started walking in it. We stood on it and we refused to compromise and look at me now. Hallelujah. Amen. And the same story can be yours. Dare to believe that God's word is final authority and he wants you to prosper. Watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a few moments.
1: God has promised to prosper you. Biblical prosperity is God's intended lifestyle for believers. In the book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Jerry Savelle establishes a biblical foundation for understanding the principles of divine prosperity and provides a step-by-step explanation of what it takes to walk out of financial bondage. Learn how to enjoy the peace and confidence that come from obeying God and applying his principles to your life. Also included in today's package is the three CD series, Favorable Opportunities for Prosperity. In this encouraging and insightful teaching, you will discover how the blessing of God and the favor of God work together to empower you and produce opportunities for prosperity. Request the God's Promise to Prosper You Combo, including why God wants you to prosper and favorable opportunities for prosperity. Just call or visit jerrysavelle.org. Don't wait. Learn to step out of financial bondage into God's promised prosperity
0: today. Well, I trust you're getting it. I trust this is getting deep down into your spirit and that you're going to leave this broadcast today with this revelation. God wants me to prosper. Get that into your heart and don't let anybody take it away from you. You know, one of the basic elements of the life of faith, real Bible faith is saying it, saying it. The Bible says in Psalm 107, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Go around saying, God wants me to prosper. Even when it doesn't look like you're prospering. Even when it looks like, it's the furthest thing. Your life is the furthest thing from prosperity. That's the way Carolyn and I started. We found out what the word said and we walked around every day declaring, decreeing what the word said instead of what our circumstances said. We didn't pretend we didn't have circumstances. They were there, but we decided that we were going to call things that were not as though they were like Romans four seventeen says, and we kept speaking it and kept speaking it and kept speaking it and 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 daring to believe it and eventually we began to see results and today praise God my life does not resemble the life i lived 46 years ago god has blessed me god has empowered me to prosper and praise god what a great life i am now living to the glory of god get these resources my book on why god wants you to prosper and the 3 cd's on Favorable opportunities to prosper, how the favor of God will create opportunities for you to prosper. Thank you once again for joining with us. We'll see you again next week as we continue this study on God's promise to prosper you. I pronounce his blessing on whatever you're doing right now in the name of Jesus, amen. I'll see you next week.